All right, everybody, welcome back to the best hour of the day. Fern here with my good buddy, Matt Albrizio from Forever Fierce. And we are largely not going to talk about apparel. Yeah, <laughs> in, no apparel. In, in the time. affiliate. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit and, some, uh, and actually some cool things that they're doing. But uh, Matt hit me up and wanted to talk about a topic that I think is actually, actually on the forefront of my mind. And then also something that if you're not thinking about this and what your life as an affiliate owner is going to look like moving forward, I think this is very, very important. But first and foremost, thanks, brother, for your time. I know you guys are busy uh, trying to salvage gems by helping them out in any way you can. So for that, thank you. But uh, also thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on again. It's always great to be back here. We always get a lot of emails from people saying thanks so much or I use this strategy. So I'm glad everyone's listening. I'm glad everyone's engaged. But on this episode, we're going to be talking about virtual assistants. And personally, you know, the first thing I always said was I want to preface this with, uh, if we start talking about virtual assistants overseas, we're not anti-American or anything Correct. like that. Uh, this podcast is good though, because, you know, Jason and Jason are always open to different points of view and looking at different things. I mean, think about the past month and a half, you've had people come on and say, you know, all these different things about their predictions about how this is going to play out. So I think this is a good place to just talk about a different idea and maybe give people a different idea to consider as you get out of this, you know, this phase of being locked down or having to let some staff go and taking on extra responsibilities. So and, uh, I'm and excited that, to jump into it. Yeah. So that is why I thought this was super important. So, so Matt, shot me an email we traded back and forth and he sent me an agenda and like half of what he had put in there was like up on my whiteboard for like things I'm trying to figure out moving forward in order because here's here's where I think most people are probably going to live you probably will be down on revenue which means I'm going to need to figure out how to reduce my operating costs or maximize or optimize my operations meaning how can I get the same amount of work done either for free or for less money. And again, however you feel about paying people, I mean, it is what it is. We're operating in a world now where like people have to do what they have to do. Now, yeah. I will also say it's America. You have the freedom to choose whoever you want to do if you try to go with a VA. So if you're like, hey, America first, that's fine. But if you're like, cool, the, the folks in the Philippines are crushing it and that works for me, then by all means do that. Like it, it is totally within your decision making to choose how you go about that so and, and we, we preface that because this can be somewhat contentious with people they're just like I don't know what well, you'd outsource to uh, you know some of these countries and I'm like well a because they're pretty good at it and b mm -hmm. because they're more efficient so yep. um, but anyway so uh, let me ask you this when did you first hear about the idea of a VA okay so Let's start from the beginning. What is a virtual assistant and where well, did it come from? Correct. Where did this idea yeah. get popularized? So who is your daddy assistant. and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> so a virtual assistant is someone typically who they can be in America, they could be overseas, but someone who is not in your place of business. They do all their work and reporting online and you never see them. They're just 100% virtual and that's that. I first heard about this idea from Tim Ferriss. So before Tim Ferriss became Me too. this, yeah, before the, before he became a health guru, and I don't I don't really know what his aim is right now. Just a general life guru. He was a business guy, and he wrote a manifesto about how he started up all these online businesses with the help of virtual assistants. And in reality, that's how he went from working sixty hours a week with starting Athletic Greens and all the other companies he started to working only four hours a week 
because he had these systems and he had a bunch of virtual assistants who were doing all of his fulfillment and customer service stuff. So that's how I found out about it. Uh, Forever Fear started using virtual assistants because we were just growing and I was running out of time to, uh, you know, make production forms uh, with everything we're doing. Because there's two parts of our business, right? There's the forward facing part that you're used to when you need t-shirts, you, you're just interacting with me. On the backside of everything, I mean, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Uh, everything below the surface is everything that goes into actually producing the shirt, making a mm -hmm. production form, ordering garments, you know, closing out the website and doing all the reports and making profit statements. So there's a lot of like paperwork, like annoying stuff behind the scenes. And we were trying, you know, again, we're a lean startup for the most part, mm -hmm. right? We don't have a ton of debt and we're not heavily backed and financed by all these people. We don't have a ton of money to burn through. So we've always scaled this thing from our bootstraps and just adding expenses incrementally. So basically, I reached out, I went on upwork.com and I mm -hmm. posted a message. Hey, I'm looking for someone to, um, now this is illegal to do, but I want you to find all the CrossFit gyms in the state of Virginia, send me their email, their contact email, their Facebook website, their Facebook URL, their regular website, and just create a spreadsheet of that. Now you can't do that and scrape that information, but we were doing that just to build our business and reach out to people. So he started off doing that type of lead generation stuff. And ultimately, you know, we've had our virtual assistant working with us now for five to six years. And um, he has a full life. You know, he's got a wife and three kids. And, you know, my mom calls him the fourth brother. He's someone who's super close to us. Uh, his baby is named after me. So, I mean, there are things really? like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he named his baby Matt in the Philippines. So that's amazing. There, so, so, so I think that's an important note is because I think uh, there's this misconception that because this person is virtual, that there's, there's no relationship. Right. And uh, from my experience, I would tell you that like any working relationship it's not going to work yeah. out if you don't develop a relationship with this person now i don't know yeah. that i don't know that most of you are going to have your va <laughs> name their kid after you no. however it's it this is not necessarily like a, a fire and forget where like i put up a job in upwork or any or you mm -hmm. know any of these va uh companies websites and then never speak to this person again like you're yeah, going to be right. talking to them on a very frequent basis it could be daily, it could be weekly, however frequently they send you these reports and they need mm -hmm. stuff done. But, um, and, and that's the thing is that there's, there's not one way to do this and set this up. It's just like managing your staff. Some people like to check in with their staff every single day. What are you doing? What can I help with? And some people are like, I'll see you next week. You know, I'll see you in a month. Like it's up to you. But I think the number one thing is people like to ask, well, where do I go to find these people? I can't, you know, if I Google this, um, where do I go? There's so many different sites out there. Personally, I use upwork.com or I use onlinejobs.ph. And you can go on both websites and see how to get started. Um, but it's very cost efficient. Like there, there's not a ton of cost to get started. It's very intuitive to post your job. And it, another question I get a lot is how much should I expect to pay? Because I might be paying someone you know, 18 to 20 something bucks an hour, 12 to 18 bucks an hour, how much should I pay this person? I would say if you're working with someone overseas, and it could be someone in Eastern Europe, the Philippines or whatever, but if you're working with someone in the Philippines, I would say two to $5 an hour is basically a good price for, you know, basic reports. And, you know, for us, we have, like I said, we have a lot of website reports to run. And I'm sure you could chime in with some stuff that they mm -hmm. could do for gym owners and reporting. I've got a list like here. That. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, um, but I would say two to $5 an hour. And you might be saying two to $5 an hour, that's ridiculous. But you have to keep, keep in mind, these people are from a different area of the world. They have a different standard of living. And that is much, much, much higher than they can make working for their government, working locally, trying to, you know, be at a farmer's market. There's not, it's not a robust yeah. economy like it is if, here. If you have been to the Philippines, uh, two to $5 a goes a long way. Right now. So however you feel about this, there's another aspect to this, which we have to acknowledge, which is mm-hmm. most most VAs at this point, simply because it's a necessity if you want to, if you want to actually make it as a, as a VA that makes money, are incredibly efficient with their time. Meaning like they are 1000% more efficient than most of probably of your coaching staff doing some of these tasks. So yes. like just, just general ideas, right? If you're going to have somebody pull reports and stuff like that for your coaches, like it, let's just say it takes 30 minutes. Most VAs will do it in five to 10 Yep. Which means, yes, they're making 2 to $4 an hour, but they're working 12, 10, sometimes 20 projects simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're getting fairly compensated for their, for their time, right? They're just really, really fast. These are people that sit behind a computer all day and jam on spreadsheets and do things that would make most of our head spin. So, they're incredibly efficient. Now, so let's just let's move past the fact that they're in a different country. It is what it yep. is. They have – you have the freedom to – uh, to offer a price per the job and they have the freedom not to take it. Right. So you don't, you're not forcing anybody into weird like slave labor here. Um, now here's the idea that here's what I think is important. Like, like, why would I use a VA when I can just do this myself? I like to think of it as push versus pull. And I, and let me clarify on that personally for me, the thing that allows me to work faster and make decisions more quickly is if information is pushed to me versus me having to go pull that information out of somewhere and run the report myself. I just need the information so that I can move forward and take action on that information. So this is where you can take something that would take you, any gym owner, a lot of time. And this is me actively pulling information out, sifting through spreadsheets, doing a bunch of shit that you don't really want to do. I could have somebody for a very reasonable price push me that information in a very clean manner that makes sense that I can read it and say, oh, okay. I probably would have never been able to find that shit anyway. So now you've Mm -hmm. pushed it to me and I can have you push it to me on a daily, weekly, monthly, whatever that time period is going to be. And now you can start being more proactive within your business. And for those of you that don't know your numbers in your business, this is a way to start, right? So we'll just go with something very basic. How many of your members have a active profile in Wattify, Zen Planner, whatever system you use that have no membership active and no payment information on file? If you don't know that number, let's start there. You can pull up reports on both of those and you can have this person send it to you every two weeks. You probably don't need to do it any more frequently than that. That's going to take them six minutes, maybe less. Okay. It's true. They they have a different speed in which they work. It's a different speed in which they work and they're not going to forget. They're not going to get distracted 
from some other shit going on in the gym because so-and-so uh, is upset because there's no chalk left or the toilet's broken or so-and-so child missed their five childcare issues or the 5 yeah. p.m. class is over, you're going to get that report the day that you asked for it, the time that you asked for it, and it's going to be correct. So this is where you can maximize and leverage the efficiency of other people to help you move forward. So think of it as push versus pull. I think that's a really important concept to utilize here and like it'll help you move faster. Um, but I didn't, I don't want to cut you off, but I did no, want to, no. but that's uh, important because that's what the next part we were going to talk about was work ethic and time zone considerations. You know, obviously Jason and I are on the East coast and we're on East coast time. Um, the Philippines, they are 12 hours ahead of us. So, uh, while they're sleeping, I'm working, I'm compiling their task list for the day so that at six o'clock I have a clean handoff and my assistant, he takes over my email from six to 5 a.m. So he has a, so again, when I wake up, he has all my stuff done saying, Hey, can you check this out? I have a question here. I have a question there. Here's this report. So that when I get on my email around 545 in the morning, he, it's all, like you said, it's ready to go. I don't have to follow up and ask, when's this getting done? And we're not on the same time frame. So everything's just moving forward. And that's, if you've worked with us, you know that the most important thing for me is that you feel like as a client for us, we want you to feel like everything's moving forward. I sent an edit. Here's the edit. Okay. I got the design set. Here's the web store link. I'm promoting the link. I close the sale. It's done. We're always moving forward. We're not moving back. So that's, that's important for me. And I like the push pull analogy for sure. But the work ethic stuff is again, I'm not sure if, if you know anyone who is Filipino, whose parents have come here from the Philippines, they've immigrated here, your first or second generation kid, there's a different work ethic. And again, I've worked with dozens of Filipinos in my day, and it's just, it's just different. And I don't know how to explain it. I don't know the politically correct way to say it, but they are just workaholics. And I've never had to follow up about why isn't this done? You know, where is this? It's always bang. It's always it's there true. in your inbox. You never have to worry. worry about I'll, it. I'll give everybody a little insight in the Navy specific. I can't speak to any other yeah. branch. There's something called the Filipino mafia, right? <laughs> so there's different kind of jobs in the Navy. I happen to be a supply officer. So my job was yeah. largely logistics, budgeting, uh, and planning. That world is largely run by folks that have come from the Philippines, Right. Wow. And that's why the Navy is is better at logistics than anybody else for the most part in, in the armed services. Um, I don't know why they gravitate to that particular skill set within the Navy, but that that's how it works. Like if, if you're in food service or supply chain logistics or whatever, like it, it's heavy uh, of, of people from the Philippines. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, and that's kind of the running joke. It's a Filipino mafia. Like if you want that's stuff correct. done, you gotta, you gotta go, so you gotta fun. go talk to those folks. And I had a ton of them that, that I, uh, that I worked for and that I worked with and that worked for me that were just, I mean, amazing. Mm -hmm. They were just always on it. It's just like you said, like they were always getting stuff done. You never had to ask them a second time for it. It was just like, this is how we get it done. And they were always just like, Hey, you need to catch up. Like you're behind, hurry up. And yep. I was like, all right, man, damn. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's super funny that you said that. But now a lot of people like to ask, well, how do we do things in a very simplified manner here? Uh, you know, there's four of us who are full-time. We have a production staff as well. And then we have um, our virtual assistants and we have four of them. 
I've had up to six at a time, but uh, I have two guys who handle minor edit requests, like change to a tank top, change the color of this, change the font. That's type of stuff that we can outsource to them uh, and they can get done very quickly and send it back and do a ton of them at a time. They might be doing 75 to 100 edits a day on some of this stuff where trying to have one person do that for the day, it would burn them right out. So our head designer starts all of your designs, then we pass it down to the edit guys and they handle that. And then I have two assistants who work under me who help me with uh, you know, following up with clients. Like for example, uh, the, the one thing uh, Jason said on the last podcast was following up with leads and being a little more active with following up with these people. You know, if there are some canned responses, I like to call them some template emails where you know, a new member reaches out and they say they're interested in the gym and you haven't heard from them. That's something where if, if they just log into your email and they say, okay, Johnny reached out uh, interest in the gym. Hey, Johnny, haven't heard from you in a few days. Just want to check in. Do you have time to come in Thursday at 9 a.m. Um, to go over your goals? That's something that they can send, you know, like all that type of template stuff. If you have some emails that are just generic, you can have them send that stuff out. That's perfect. You know, very rarely will our uh, VAs interact with clients. Sometimes you might not know you're interacting with one, to be honest. If you see me send out a design at 3.15 in the morning, uh, I am sleeping, but my virtual assistant's on my email <laughs> sending out those designs. And then I take However, but that's important, right? Because yeah. it's who cares who it is, yeah, right? The point matter. is that the point is that my problem is being addressed. So think about mm -hmm. that. I mean, like you can tell your members or don't. I'm, either way, here's what I would tell you. They're going to be impressed. They're going to be like, holy shit, yep. dude, this guy answers emails at 3.15. Or they're going to be like, dude, you're awake at 3.15. I'm like, no, I have a virtual assistant who does that. And at which point they're going to be like, that's cool. So it's yeah. a win-win either way. They're just yeah. like, all right, well, I know I, I am fully confident that you are on it and it's happening. Mm -hmm. And um, just think about like all the times that there's emails and stuff that, that are getting pushed to your inbox that, mm -hmm. you know, I would agree, you know, and this is another thing from Tim Ferriss's mm -hmm. book, which is, hey, you know, all of a sudden there are no more, no more emergencies when you stop responding to emergencies. Like there's no emergency yep. emails. It's not a thing. Like nobody emails you with an emergency. They fucking call you. <laughs> So, however, there are that, that perception of promptness and timeliness matters, mm -hmm. right? So Absolutely. for instance, if somebody submits a hold or cancellation and it sits for three days with no response, that looks bad. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you had going on. It doesn't matter that COVID is out there and or that yeah. your gym's closed and that you are maybe filing bankruptcy. They don't care, mm -hmm. right? What needs to happen is that that person needs to get that email, know that that falls in their task list. And they have a, like you said, a canned response. Hey, Matt, thanks. We got your uh, cancellation request. We're processing it. Once it's done, we'll follow up to confirm. And they're like, thanks. That's great. It doesn't matter who that is. Like that's yeah. not something that necessarily needs to be like customer facing with one of your team on it. What it needs to be is get done. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as you said, and some of like the next thing is a lot of people like to ask, well, what do I give them to do? You know, like, do they speak English? Do they write English? Do I have to learn the language? You don't have to learn the language. In my experience, most of them are not great with verbal English. Like if you're like, let's jump on a Zoom call, like that's not yeah. what they do. It's best over email, written communications best. Um, as I said, any reports, anything that's done in a spreadsheet, that's a pain in the ass to compile. They do that type of stuff. Great follow-ups, basic email, stuff like that, that you could just copy and paste um, responses to. And also, I mean, what's important for me right now is that they sort my emails in the morning. So if you 
are someone who gets a ton of emails and stuff like that, and you hate waking up to a hundred emails in your inbox, they go through my inbox in the morning, they sort everything into different folders so that if I don't really want to look at, you know, the problem folder in the morning to start off, I don't have to look at that. I can look at that when my brain's a little more up and I'm a little more ready to tackle that stuff and, and that's okay. So they, they do a lot of sorting and organizing and things like that. And again, if you are not good with social media, there's people out there who are experts at social media that you can show them here's the type of content i want here are the pictures you can post here's the text i want make sure the post is done abc date that's a great way to make sure your social media is up to up to snuff you know so i'm thinking about this because i know people have questions they're like outside mm -hmm. of before we get to like what they could do in a gym that would make a, a gym owner happy yeah. right um so i could see people asking a question well a i don't want anybody in my email Listen, yeah. if you got like real crazy top secret stuff or things that are inappropriate in your email, stop doing that. Yeah. But then, so like talking about sorting your emails, we're like, well, how do I know if the email is read or not? Typically, what they will do, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't used one in a while. Yep. They will send you basically a breakdown of what is in your email. And you yep. can either go in there and do it yourself or you can respond to them with what you would like done. Is that still pretty accurate? Yeah, you could, you could do that. I mean, for me personally, it's just sorting them into different folders in Gmail. So if someone has, <coughs> if someone has a design request, like change to a purple shirt, no problem. Drop that in the design request folder. And I just know to check those folders in the morning and yeah, they may be marked as red, but that's fine. You know, no big deal. I just know if it's in that folder, it has to be red. So Got it. Um, that's fine. And honestly, I've never had an issue with someone letting email slip through the cracks, you know? So yeah. Uh, the accuracy is killer too. I mean, it, it's insane how accurate. If you are worried about that. You can just have them schedule all your emails to go out at a yep. time that you can go through and check them beforehand. Be like, Hey, listen, yep. I, you can type these emails at 1am my time, but I want you to schedule them all yep. to go out at 930, at which point yep. now part of my task is to go and verify all those emails. I do it at nine and I still schedule to go out and they go out at 930. It's done. Perfect. So if you, you can, you can utilize this and still kind of, exercise the idea of trust but verify you know if mm -hmm. if you're one of these people that kind of needs to micromanage trust but verify but if you're one of these people who just wants somebody who's fire and forget and just be like listen i'm gonna give you the task and, and you send it like i'm not gonna check it mm -hmm. just send it and we'll deal with whatever comes back you can do it that way as well so there's a lot of ways that you can manage this i would also tell people um it's like anything else you are going to have to train them to do things. Yes. Yes. Right. So it's like that, that, that you should not have the expectation that I can just say, I want you to run these reports and that it will get done. Now I will tell you what is probably the fastest way to do it to limit the amount of emails that you have to go back and forth on is go with the clockwork analysis from Michael McCallowitz video record what the tasks and things that you want done and send them that right? That way you can talk to all of the weird kind of intricacies of Wattify and they don't know where the hold thing is and how to do that. And you can just point to it and be like, it's in this little box that's not super intuitive, drop down, go there and then process it that way. So speed up that process. Now you only have to do it once and you can create a folder that says, Hey, all of the process procedures that you have to do are here. Reference them. If you have any questions, if it falls outside of that, then go ahead and hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. The, the screencasting and stuff like that, it's come a long way uh, in terms of the technology and how easy it is to record your screen. So, I mean, you just make, like you said, you make a quick screencast and you walk through it and you know what, you're going to find holes in your process trying to explain it. 
and mm -hmm. you might re-record it again to make it even simpler. But that's the beauty of it is getting the process down nice and simple, squeezing out the inefficiencies and letting them show you too where the efficiencies might be or where the excess questions are coming from. Now, if you're like, hey, I don't know how to screencast, whatever. Like, I don't know how to use QuickTime. Cool. A, don't use QuickTime anyway. Go, the, I found the best one at this point because there's no downloading, there's no uploading, there's no nothing. If you haven't heard of Loom, L-O-O-M, it's basically a, a web-based screen capture that automatically gives you a link that you can rename, right? And you can do a couple cool things on there. I can do just a screen capture, I can do just a video of me, or I can do a screen cap with a video of me embedded that I can move around on there so that now there's a face to my name uh, and I can talk to that. So um, it's really cool. You can make an account, it's free. Um, and it's really, really useful, right? So you just go on there, you can download the app to your computer, hit record, it records, you walk through that three to five minute process, it gives you a link, you share the link, done. You don't have to mess with it anymore. Yeah. And the beauty so. of it is, is that it's a building library and if this person moves on, if you move on from this person yeah. for whatever reason, you want to start hiring USA talent again, no problem. Guess what? The new person, check out this video playlist. It has everything mm -hmm. you need. You don't have to spin your wheels reteaching someone how to do it again and again. I think that's probably the most frustrating part with working with anyone the first time is onboarding them, teaching all the new stuff. But people learn by video these days. You know, that, that's mm -hmm. just how people learn and, and demonstrating that stuff in a real-time environment. So that's a good way to document all your processes as well. The, uh, so outside of design stuff, what else? Because I've got a list here of things that we can run mm -hmm. through. If you're like, hey, I'm, I'm not really sure like what I should have this person do. I've got like a, a, a pretty basic list here that will help clean up and, and yeah. frame up gym owners. But like what other stuff are you having them do? Yeah, so there's a lot of paperwork that comes off these website stores that we've been holding for people. So in terms of who ordered, where is it going, uh, what's exactly in their order. So they have to make the pack slips, the postage. We send out emails to everyone saying, hey, here's when your order is shipping. Uh, I have to send a profit statement to the owner saying, here's how much you made. Here's how much it costs, blah, blah, blah. And um, then they have to make the production form that goes to our production guys. And that takes a lot of time. And then there's the garment vendors ordering all the garments. So they're handling all the back end stuff for us. And I mean, like I said, without them, this is, this is like you could work all day if you wanted to. But at least yeah. now things are a little more manageable with them working. So they do handle a lot of back end stuff that is not client facing for us. So from a gym owner standpoint, let's talk about a couple yeah. things that would be back in stuff that you, if you're not doing, you need to start doing. So I've gone through multiple iterations of this where I've done it, have somebody else do it. Uh, and I will tell you pretty much hundred percent, eventually it falls off. Eventually there's a distraction and we miss a day, a week or a month. Um, so these are a couple of things. The first one is like, what are your monthly reports, right? Yeah. How many new members did you have? How many people did you lose? Like those are two numbers you want to figure out your churn rate. Like you should look at that every single month. Again, not going to take you very long, but you're going to forget. Okay. Some of the other ones. So this is like back in stuff and then we'll move to some of the retention stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're looking at like, hey, who, if you have Wattify or I think most of these member payments, like it sends you a daily report that, that says successful transactions and unsuccessful transactions, right? They can get that report and I can say, you know, whoever it is, Harry or whoever, when this report comes through, the people that have unsuccessful transactions, I need you to follow up with them. Here's the standard kind of canned response email that you're going to send. 
And if you guys want, you can have all sorts of protocols in there. Be like every email that you send, I want you to BCC me on it so that I know that mm -hmm. it went out, right? This is how you create oversight without having, without having to actually do the work. Um, same thing. So you have failed payments. How do I do that? Memberships. Most people, if you think about the number of coaches and gym owners that have an inaccurate member list, meaning like I've got whatever, 500 profiles in my gym, but only 135 of them have memberships. Well, that means that the other to whatever 365 yeah. of them need to come out of the system because a you're paying for those but b it clutters up your numbers and screws up what's actually going on in your business so if you're running uh reports like members without payment information or members without memberships now i can start to clean that up on a monthly basis and i know that my numbers are, that are showing up in my trends or my dashboards are pretty damn accurate within something that's less than 10 which is for me that's acceptable it's less than 10 i know there's some wiggle room in there for, for weird stuff um, and then processing cancellations or holds. If those are coming through, A, every gym owner hates dealing with that shit. Like, it is the worst. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I've always recommended you have an account that's like accounts at CrossFitRife.com, and you don't yeah. ever tell anybody who's behind that account, right? It's just a nameless, faceless person who can handle this because stuff like that needs to be handled very objectively, very professionally, right? So they can handle those, and you can give them all of the responses. We pretty much know what all of the, how all of that interaction is going to go. Hey, here's a reminder of how the policy works. We're going to process it. Your next payment will be processed or won't be processed or whatever, blah, 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 done. Mm -hmm. Right? So those are all the things that cause gym owners a ton of pain that absolutely need to get done. So yep. give them that. Yep. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. So the other stuff that you can have them do that I think is cool which is retention based is think about all the things. If, if you haven't watched the dropping in series on YouTube, go and do that. Most of the gyms in Raleigh do a fantastic job of highlighting their members. And they basically made me feel like a big turd. It's good because I'm a big turd when it comes to that, which is they have a, do a great job of looking at member uh, visit count and basically highlighting their members for like the number of attendances they've had. Wow. So if we think about like things like, and you guys do a good job of this too, Matt, which is mm -hmm. like really kind of highlighting and getting touch points that are meaningful touch points, not mm -hmm. these bullshit touch points that are just like, hey, checking in. Like you need to do those, but there's no mm -hmm. meaning behind that, right? But there are two specifically that do have meaning. One is it's your birthday. And the other one, it's your gym anniversary, mm -hmm. right? So those two things, I think you should hit them with a text an email. I think you should highlight them on Instagram. I think you should highlight them on Facebook. And I think you should write them a damn card and say happy birthday or happy anniversary, right? All of that stuff doesn't take very long, but somebody else can do that. And what matters is that that makes the member feel good. Yep. And it's the classic, you know, uh, the, the task that if you're a two brain follower, the joy girl position, yes. or whatever Chris calls that 100%. now, uh, that that position is the perfect opportunity. If you're like, man, I wish I could could have installed this years ago, months ago. I just don't have the money to fund someone full time, part time at a full south. This is the perfect opportunity for that, mm -hmm. right? Like like you said, promoting, uh, you know, saying thank you, things like that. It it goes a long way, and you can automate. You can give them a quick spreadsheet. Here's everyone's birthday. I could give you a picture of them if you want, but yeah, other than that, here's what you need to post on this date. Yeah. And it's one of those things like that stuff's really, I mean, I speak to Wattify. I can just show them, Hey, here's, here's the dashboard that you don't have to run a report. It just shows you everybody's birthday for the month. Pull that off of there. And I want you to yeah. schedule these out for the month. That's what I want you to do. Right. And here's what I would like you to put 
in the email, right? Yeah. And typically what you're going to do is typically that person will respond. And then from there, it can become more personal. But what's important is that that hit them or they send you a spreadsheet that says, hey, you need to send these five birthday cards today. You're like, yep. okay, cool. I've got my cards printed out for Vistaprint. I use stamps.com. It takes me 15 minutes to do that, to send five cards. I'm done. But that's because somebody pushed me that and was like, hey, reminder, after you get done with the Chinese fire drill over there that you're dealing with, like send these cards out. And I'm like, okay, cool, done. I got it. Um, that stuff is super important. And this is crazy important right now because I, retention has never been higher on the priority list it has never been higher on the priority list like yeah. you need to keep who you have before you start trying to go acquire new new clients so what are we not doing that we're currently doing and i was on a call yesterday with marcus gersey um who i think you know you yeah know marcus? I'm I'm yeah yeah. yeah so he does he does jump breakthrough i think you guys should look into it but mm -hmm. um and we're talking about like that's my first order of business when we open, like is hiring somebody to do that. Cause I was talking about using a VA and he had a pretty uh, interesting suggestion was like, bring on somebody, you know, who's going to work, I don't know, 20 hours uh, a week, nothing crazy. You know, it's not a full <laughs> work week worth of work that you got done yeah, here yeah. and then have this person do that for a couple of months. And then what you can do is you can reevaluate and what you can do is you can like with a VA help to ascend this person to more important roles that are client facing, right? So like, yeah. let's say you bring this person on and you have them do all the tasks that we just talked about. Well, after three months, you're like, hey, what's like the low hanging fruit that like you don't really think you should be doing at this point? It's just, and you're like, okay, well, these seven tasks, I'm like, cool. Now those go to a VA. Now how can we redistribute your time, those 20 hours for things that have much higher impact and much greater return? Right. So now Absolutely. they can maybe move into sales and something like that. But all the while I'm, I'm implementing that and you might have to eat a little bit of the cost in the front end, but I'd be milling, I'd be willing to make a huge bet that this would pay for itself inside of 60 days. Yeah. Again, it's a small trade off for your time. You're buying some extra time for yourself. And I think uh, speaking for myself and I, judging from my clients I've been talking to, everyone's been working their asses off for the past 60 days or so now, way longer and way more than we're used to at least, where you might be working 40, 50 hours. I mean, I've been logging some days here that are just insane. So you're trading some time, trying to get some time back because I think if there's one thing I've learned over the past 60 days is that rest is very important and patience is, you know, it's a, it's a gas tank type deal and you want to be able to save your patience and a lot of that stuff for your family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. trade some time back, you know, trade, buy a little bit of time and, you know, three to five bucks an hour. I mean, we should, like I said, you should be okay with that trade off. It's not 18 or 20 something bucks an hour. Um, you know, let's, so let's but, go on high and let's just do the math for some people. Let's just say that yeah. you were going to have 10 bucks an hour for 20, for 20 hours a week. Right. So I'm going to have, you know, 200 bucks. They're 20 hours a week. Let's talk about their 20 hours a week versus what we think 20 hours a week is 20 hours point. a week. I'm yeah. going on the high end. I'm going, I'm going real high yeah. end right here. Like on the high end, it would be 800 bucks a month on the very, yeah. very high end. You're probably yeah. talking about something between 250 to 400 bucks a month. Yeah. Now let's, let's, you're like, that's a lot of money. I'm not telling you what it is and what is not a lot of money. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Think about all of the things that would now get done for mm -hmm. that 250 to 500 bucks. Think about this. What am I getting for that? Well, I'm getting everybody gets a birthday card in the mail. They get an email. They get a text. I get all the reports pushed to me so that I can look at that. I get people to follow up and I, on people that are missing payment information. So 
just that alone, something that causes me a pain point and is, that is uncomfortable as a gym owner to follow up with my members slash friends that they need to pay me, removed it. For some people, that task alone might be worth 500 bucks. I don't know, but it's, you're going to see that like, hey, I'm getting a lot here. I'm getting a lot here. And then I have to look at what is my personal time with? How much time would that take me? Would it even get done? And then now what can I do? If you're a coach that wants to get back to the floor like I do and coach, well, now I'm looking at it. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take a $500 pay cut for the next three months to do this. And I'm probably not going to take that pay cut for three months. I'm probably going to take it for one month. And then I'm going to recoup it because retention is up. So I didn't lose that money. And my sales process is better because the process is in line and my VA is pushing me these and scheduling these appointments for me. So again, it's a win-win if you stay on top of it and use it correctly. And I think the hours thing too, when I say their 20 hours is different than ours, it's 20 hours on task. It's not five minutes on task, 20 minutes on Facebook, 15 minutes, someone walked in the door, we're chit-chatting. You know, there's not a lot of dilly-dallying with these people. They're very serious and like you can track their time. They're used to doing time trackers and all this stuff. So you can see what they're doing. And when Mm -hmm. I review these tracking sheets, there is no screwing around. It's simply, I'm working, I'm hammering this stuff. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, what if it goes to 30, 40 hours? If you have an, a VA working for you 30 to 40 hours, I mean, that's a full, t- that, you have a major, major operation going. Cause, but yes. and they're going to be able to get a lot of stuff done, like an insane amount of stuff done. I mean, you're not, I had, a, you're not at the gym. <laughs> like yeah. They're doing if, everything. Yeah. If I, I've had, I've done like an analysis. If I had to hire someone to replace my VA, I'd probably have to hire two people, pay them benefits, a salary, 401k matching stuff. It's really competitive. It, we wouldn't be able to do it. So, you know, for us, it, it just makes sense that they do it, but they, they stay on task. So when people are like 20 hours, you might only have them five to 10 hours a week and they might get so much that it'll blow your mind, you know? Yeah. And it's one of these things where like, I do think we would all like to have somebody in-house that doesn't. Yeah, again, you like, again, let's not, let's not bitch about like well, the way the world is. It is mm-hmm. what it is. You yeah. probably can't afford it. So the answer should not be, well, I'm just not going to do it. Like you yeah. need to be resourceful right now. And this is a means mm-hmm. of being resourceful. This is a means of, of making a good situation out of a bad situation, which is like, I need to be far more efficient with my time. And Absolutely. I can't get anybody to work at this efficiency rate for that, for that, uh, for that dollar amount. Well, then you might as well outsource it. Right. And a lot of people have beef with that and it doesn't have to be forever. That's the other yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Like you have the freedom to switch this thing. over to, you have this freedom to switch this over to a, a, a full-time employee when you think you've gotten to that workload. Yep. You know? And, and like I said, the thing that sparked it to me was when you said, I'm going to have to work in and on the business at the same time. And mm-hmm. I'm okay making that trade off. And I was like, wait a second, there's, there's a couple different options we have here before we yeah. just all accept the fact that we're all going to have to, you know, work 70 hours a week for the next, you know, however long we think this is going to go on for. But there's a couple mistakes that people make when hiring a VA. So I want to go over that. So just yeah. so we can avoid that real fast. Uh, and I'll go through this fast because I know I cannot believe how long we, we went on about this. This That's is good shit, though. Important topic. Uh, paying too much is number one. You know, I've seen some people go on other podcasts who have like a VA firm and they say, you know, uh, it's $15 an hour, $25 an hour, and we'll find you a VA and we'll manage them for you. 
you don't need to do that. These people are very easygoing and you do not need someone to manage them. There is no language barrier if they're applying for your job post. And like I said, you should be paying about three to five bucks an hour. That's, that's where you should be. For highly specialized stuff like accounting, web development, uh, design stuff for us, those guys get paid way more. But again, I paid a flat rate of 500 bucks to have somebody build a website. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could Start definitely to finish. do stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you could definitely do that. And uh, in, in Upwork, I did it like a month and a half ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing too, uh, mistake number two, I would say unwillingness to delegate. Everyone thinks that, and trust me, I was the worst with this, but everyone thinks no one can do this report like me. I'm the only one who has access to it. it, it no one can do it like I can. They can. You just have to take a step back and take a deep breath and say, time to simplify this and pass this off to someone else. You know, It is highly unlikely that they will not do it better than you. Yeah, uh, you'll see version two will be better. You, you say there's no chance, and I'll give you a great example. When I used to make our production forms, our error rate on jobs was like three to 5% for the, for the month. When I passed this off to our VA, he got our error rate down to under 1% which is unheard of in the apparel industry. The apparel industry, Easy. if you read the fine print of working with your t-shirt provider, they'll tell you the error rate is, 10, is about 10% on some of this stuff, meaning if they misprint 10% of the shirts, that's just part of the deal, partner. You know, like that's what they tell you. But with us, we always say that's not acceptable, especially when you're pre-ordering stuff and every shirt has a name and a home. We have to get that error rate down. And again, I, I swore that no one could do production forms like me. And it, the business just grew too much. I can't keep up with 20 production forms a day, you know, and do yeah, the customer service lot. and everything. Um, the next mistake too, is that the directions are confusing or unclear. So you've recorded uh, these videos and you find that you're rambling too much or they're asking too many questions afterwards. Really, once the videos are done, give it a once over, have a family member look at it and say, hey, if I gave you this video, do you think you could figure out this task? Because the screencasts aren't going to go very long. You might, it might only take you one to five minutes to record a screencast. But again, five minutes is a long time for a screencast. Yeah. If you're yeah. doing th five minutes, uh, my suggestion is that you're doing, that's multiple tasks. Yeah, break it you down need to break, smaller You need chunks. to break it down smaller chunks, yeah. yeah. And then finally, uh, the last mistake that most people make is uh, giving up too early. You know, they, they send you the report back, it's wrong, and you say, uh, this isn't working. Uh, I'm scared, this isn't working anymore, we're done here. So you, it's just like anyone else. You gotta give them a second, and I'm sure you, see, you guys see this uh, all the time in terms of trying to teach people new movements and exercises and things like that. Like, no one's gonna nail it perfect on the first time. You know, like there's gonna be a natural learning thing here. So give them a few rounds. Like you're gonna know if someone's really not understanding it, but you will find someone who really gets it and it will click and it might take a couple rounds. I, uh, I got some really good advice from uh, one of my members who's super successful in business. He owns two Chick-fil-A restaurants, which puts oh, him in like the one, he puts him like yeah. the 1% of the 1%. And um, his, and you're talking about a guy who hires and fire something to the tune of four to 500 people a year. Crazy. So, I mean, he's like, and he's super a type, but he, what he told me was like, listen, you have to give people about five tries. Yep. Right. And most people are like, that's way too many. He's like, no, it's about five. He's like, by the fifth one, they will typically do it better than you, but you got to give them five tries, give them five tries. If they haven't figured it out by the fifth try, now we need to reassess, be like, maybe this task isn't for that person. Am I not communicating this correctly? Like, is it me? 
or is this maybe over the head of the person who I've delegated this to? Yep. Um, so I think that's super important. And that's what I said earlier, like you're going to have to train them. This is not just like, but again, it's, you're front loading this work. So you have to think about the time you're going to save on the back end. Yeah. Um, and if you're worried about that, don't give them anything super important. Like give them things that are not time sensitive or that are going to cost you money. Um, stuff like that. The retention you can, piece. You know, yeah. it's the number one thing we all pass, we all pass off and make excuses not to do. It's a pain in the ass to do, but mm-hmm. it's so, it's going to be so important. It's going to be so I mean, important. you can think of it this way. Know? If they, if they were had like a 50% rate of getting it right in retention, yeah. meaning they, they sent 50% of them to the wrong people, mm-hmm. A, it's still 50%, right? And B, mm-hmm. you still hit the other 50% with some mm-hmm. communication. Like, Hey, it's not my birthday. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but listen, it's good to talk to you, you know? So yeah, and, yeah and people, give them something and, like that. And, you know, especially with, if you're owning a gym that has a higher membership rate. So if you're charging 125 to 225 bucks a month, people expect more of that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and they want to be told, uh, you know, we miss you. We're thinking of you. Great to hear from you. You know, I do that a lot with the apparel stuff where if I haven't heard from you in three to six months, I'll always send you an email saying, Hey, haven't heard from you in three to six months. Just want to check in with you thinking of you. Here's what we've been up to. If you want to get started on something, let's go. That's a huge thing for people to hear. Oh, oh, wow. This guy's thinking about me. You know, they have me on their radar. Most people don't get that in their lives that, Hey, I'm yep. thinking about you from other businesses. Or if you look at the, I think there's a dashboard in Wattify. I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't know if it's a dashboard or report, but I, I know it's in there. It's like, so-and-so hasn't shown up in X number of days right? Get, get that's, that's not, that's now on the task sheet right there. Yep. And they can follow up with that person. And like for me, what I would do is, so we, we use, um, zip whip, which is a, a texting app, right? Mm-hmm. So you can and check it out. Anybody who's not, who's not looked into it, look into it. I think it's 35 bucks to turn any landline into a textable number. Oh wow. And, uh, yeah, anything. It's great, dude. And, uh, there's an app on the phone. So I like, I get a, a text, uh, to my phone if somebody texts the, the business number and, yep. um, so they can send an email and you can give them that login and they can shoot a text out. And now everything that's going out has come from my email so I can track it. And if they shoot a text and start a, a conversation, it's showing up live in my phone. I can watch them do this. Right. And I'm like, Oh, I do need to. So like, it's going to ping me and say, okay, I need to, I need to, to follow up on that. The, there's one other thing, and then I'll, I'll let you close this out if you want, Matt, yep. that I think that, or one of the reason I think people should consider this. And that is um, not everybody's cut out for leadership. Not everybody's cut out for entrepreneurship. And if you struggle with holding people accountable, meaning like I'm non-confrontational, I have a problem giving feedback, I have a problem keeping people's feet to the fire on things like that. This is a real quick way to solve that problem because there's that inherent kind of really objective nature of this. They're not somebody who was a friend and is now a coach and works for me. And now I have to tell them that they suck at their job and that they're not timely, which we've all dealt with that. Now this is somebody that I've literally hired that I don't really know that well. And it's not weird for me to be like, Hey, I really need you to correct that. So if that's you and you struggle with giving people these tasks and you struggle holding them accountable, this is your solution. You should do this because now you can be a better business owner and you can, I guess, essentially practice on somebody who that is not a friend of yours about telling me like, Hey, that's not sufficient. I need you to correct that. And then let's move forward. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, this is a family business here for us and trust me, it's my two brothers. It's my two cousins who are the full-time guys. So 
And trust me when I say if someone's slacking, those conversations are awkward sometimes, they're hard. But if you do have a virtual assistant, it's just very business. It's either get it done, fix it, you know, and go from there. But th that's a good point I didn't think about. Um, do we leave anything out? I feel like we covered a lot. I think we hit everything on our outline here. Okay. Definitely went over a comprehensive the, overview. Um, the question is, did you create that outline or did your VA create that outline? <laughs> I created that outline, <laughs> but uh, he could definitely fill it in if, if I had to do it. Um, the only other thing was we're probably going to have to record a part two in the next month or so just about the importance of, you know, extra income streams during this time. And I think, you know, um, just quickly, what's going on with us? We did a huge web store initiative and post. Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot. And, and you guys, you know, uh, credit to you guys in your gym. You guys may not know this, but you guys have been the guinea pigs for this for the past few years, and we've made a lot of mistakes. We've learned a lot of stuff from doing your orders and found ways to optimize things. So uh, we were able to roll that out to a good chunk of our clients, and we've been able mm -hmm. to raise over fifty thousand dollars for our clients. And you might be saying, well you know, $50,000 from t-shirts. It's like, well, that's spread across gyms, obviously, but that's income that a lot of gym owners would not have seen because you don't have the logistics to get your apparel out the door. You're not standing at the post office in the middle of this ordeal right now, mm -hmm. and you just don't have the logistics. So we were able to lend our logistics out to everyone. And uh, again, the only, uh, my goal when I work with all of our clients, and you've seen this, is the only thing I mm -hmm. want you to do is cash a profit check and promote mm -hmm. a link. If you can do those two things, you can work with us. Other than that, we're going to do everything else for you. So that's been really successful. But, you know, when I first started, it was like, let me just get to 10,000. Let me get to 20,000. I was like, all right, we're going to get, we're, I can get to 50 by the end of the month. So this month was great, um, but we're going to have to. So you guys did $50,000 in sales this month? No, we cut $50,000 back to gym owners. Holy so, shit. Okay. Got yeah. it. So we wow. sent $50,000 back to gym owners and uh, you know, the average check size was anywhere between I'd say 400 to 750 bucks uh, per gym. And I would say that, you know, a lot of people are asking, well, you know, four to $700, what am I doing with that? I would say this is to offset some of the holds and cancellations, right? This is pure profit. This isn't like we have to take anything out of that money. This is all pure profit. And I think we're all in survive in advance mode right now. So yeah, nobody um, should be complaining about any additional dollars. So yeah, that's so awesome, dude. I think uh, we're going to keep the ball rolling with the web store stuff. Everyone's been a huge fan of it. And, but like I said, I think we'll probably have to record another episode here in the next month or two about extra revenue streams because we got to find a way to bridge the gap for some people who are on hold or cancellation. So real quick, cause I know you and I have talked about this. Uh, typically you've been against web store. So what's different yeah. about this than in the past? Yeah. So I, I think with the web store stuff, one thing, when you see, so here's the thing, right? When we do these web stores in the past, what we've seen is people go to vendors who say, um, here's the entire next level catalog. You can put this, uh, you know, CrossFit Rife design on anything in here, go nuts. And people <laughs> offer way too many options. It's too confusing. With us, we've really narrowed it down to focused offerings, a t-shirt, one or two women's tank tops, a men's tank top, and that gives people an incentive to buy. We've also turned on a lot of unique features on our website in terms of like instant checkout and uh, telling people to post all the time about this. Uh, because for example, also with those websites, they just say link in bio, here's the product. Mm -hmm. And then 30 days later, they close the link. That's not marketing. That's not enticing people to buy. With us, we're giving our clients a marketing template that says post every single day, get some hype behind it, announce it before and after class, 
that makes a huge difference in terms of sales. Um, and then, like I said, the other thing is just, um, like I said, just staying on track and having a tight deadline. That seven day yeah. window is important. Keeping things open three to four weeks, it's too much time. Gym owners don't have enough time and bandwidth uh, throughout the day to promote apparel for 30 days straight. You could do it for seven days. You can't do it for 30. So uh, we, we have taken out some of the biggest pitfalls that we've seen with web stores. And, you know, uh, the average website uh, for apparel converts at one to three percent. I'm looking at our portal right now. We're up to 15% website conversions right now. So you're getting an insanely high converting website for free. And, you know, there's no extra fees for that stuff. So everything's working really well right now. Knock on wood. So. Here's, here's one additional piece of that, which I think I told you this. I think I told you this last time we did it. We added one thing to this whole process, which I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure doubled our sales last time. So, yep. so we had the web store. We push it out. We send emails. We mm -hmm. post it on Facebook, all that stuff. <clears throat> People are lazy just lead with yep. that. Everybody's lazy. I, we could not yep. have made it any easier, but I was wrong. We could have made it easier. Here's what you do when you're, when you're doing your store, have a sign up sheet outside somewhere in the gym. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, all right, well, I'll sign the sign up sheet. No, you sign them up on the sign up sheet at the end of mm -hmm. class. Be like, do you want a shirt? Who wants a shirt? Matt, you mm -hmm. want a shirt? John, you want a shirt? Yeah. Bob, you want a shirt? They're like, yeah, I do want a shirt. Boom. Do it. Write right. it on there. And then you just charge their account for it. Like you will sell double the number of t-shirts simply by just having your coaches do that and tell your coaches at the end of class, ask everybody if they want a t-shirt. And if they say yes, if that, all that spreadsheet on, on that clipboard needs to have is name. If you have multiple different types of shirt, which shirt they want, size, male, female, done. That's it. Yeah. And then you can just go through right before you close all of it and you can run those transactions in your, on your store, however you want to do that. But some people will buy it online. A lot will not, but you'll be able to scoop those people up just by kind of being like, hey, do you want a shirt? And they're like, yeah, I've been meaning to get one. And I just never go to the link. And I'm like, damn, I mean, how many times we could have sold you a shirt if we just asked you? So yeah. add that into the mix as well. And, and you will do more sales there. And again, this is other ways to offset holds and cancellations. It's other ways to bump up your equipment fund that you want to execute mm -hmm. monthly, all that stuff. So uh, just a lot of different stuff. All right. Let's wrap it up. I think we gave people a value of VA, but also a lot of different ways to utilize it and think about it and try to manage this moving forward. So I think this was uber productive. Yeah. We're going to do a part two because we're going to talk about the extra income stream. And then we're going to also yep. talk about face coverings and what we're doing with that. So are those online and then we'll, and then we'll, and then we'll turn it off. <laughs> yeah, we're doing, uh, we're going to start rolling out face coverings and uh, we'll have more information about that online. I'll be posting that. So if you want to learn more about how you can have some quick disposable or, you know, reusable face coverings for members, check out our Facebook page, Instagram. We'll be posting about that over the next week or so. And uh, we'll go from there. But uh, I just want to say thank you again for having me on here. It's always a pleasure. I'm happy to do it. Happy to share some knowledge and hopefully everyone finds this useful here. Yeah, this was a ton of stuff, dude. So thanks for your time. Yep. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with best hour of their day. When it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.